Entry 22. The words I am appear in the Bible over 300 times. From Genesis to Revelation, the words are used in a few distinct ways. I'll share with you two. Number one, God says it revealing himself to Moses as, I am that I am. He instructs Moses to tell his people, I am has sent me to you. Number two, Jesus says in the New Testament, I am the bread of life, or I am the way, truth, or the life. The power behind the words I am presuppose the embodiment or personification of whatever words that follow. As a result, the words I am used without proper knowledge of the power of the spoken word unleash heaven or hell upon a man's life, especially if the words spoken over yourself are anything below your most divine potential. Hey. Hey, friend. What's going on, Jeanette? How you doing? I am. Um, I'm actually wonderful right now. How oh. about you, friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. How do I sound? Do I need to change to headphones? Oh, man, you sound great like you always do. So the recording is clean. It's clean, baby. We actually we are recording right now. How you feel about awesome. it? Awesome. <laughs> How you feel about it? All right. So I'm just going to launch right into it. OK, and then we're just going to get started. OK, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. This is Samuel Ibrahim, the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour, uh, hosted not exclusively on Spotify, but I'd like to give them a shout out because Spotify is awesome. And we are here today, episode lucky number 13, with one of my favorite people on the planet, Jeanette Villafanye, the awesome and just beautiful inside and out narrator of Mind of the Prophet, The Diary of a Curious Mind, Volume 2. She's on the line. And hey, hey, hey. just say hello to the people. Hey, 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 you actually said my last name right. Thank you. Yes, yes. You know, well, I know just a little bit of Spanish because I used to live in Miami. Oh, with the rest yes. of my my people yes. out there. I'm, I'm yes. Cuban and the majority of my family is out there. Oh, really? I see. Yep. I learned something new today. I didn't that you were Cuban. Mm-hmm. Cuban and Puerto Rican, born and raised in New York, but a lot of my family is in Miami. Oh, I love it. You just got a whole lot of South Florida wrapped up in there. Jeanette, we start every after, uh, each episode with an affirmation. So before we just kind of jump into how we vibe, we're going to go ahead and launch this thing with a freedom affirmation. Ready? I'm ready. Repeat after me because there's questions in this. So just listen to the questions and let's just see where your subconscious takes you. All right, guys, the freedom affirmation written by Samuel Ibrahim. Are you guys ready? I am. I am free. What thoughts does a free man have? What mm. thoughts does this free man have? What choices does he make? How does he value his time? How does he spend his money? How does he save his money? How does he love? How does he forgive? I pray for my soul throughout time, past and future so that I may awaken in the present moment a free man without regrets. The universe, being honest, is faithful and able to perform without exception 
Amen. 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 All right. Let's set the tone, baby. Let's set the tone. All right, Jeanette. Let's tell the world about you and how awesome you are. So who is Jeanette Villafanye besides being Cuban, Puerto Rican with lots of family in South Florida? <laughs> Jeanette Villafanye is on the path of freedom and oh. is working diligently to unravel herself on a daily basis to allow freedom to operate at the forefront of her life. She is consistently overcoming. I like how you said that hit the That is that's an amazing way to frame your life. How am I living my life? What was that? Because you cut out for a second. All right. How are you letting freedom unravel you? You say you're unraveling yourself every day. So by that, what do you mean that you're letting, uh, that you're allowing life to unravel you on a daily basis? Well, I, I try to, let me correct myself. I'm not trying. I am. Trying is when you try to get something done. I mm -hmm. am actively being in the present moment just like that moment right there that was a perfect example right i was ready mm -hmm. to go into a, a negative try and there is no such thing as try you can't try to take a pen from someone you just take the pen from someone so right. i am actively aware and catching myself in moments like i just did and bringing me back into the awareness of removing any negative obstacle mindset trauma moments, whatever gets tossed in my path. And I look at it very quickly and I allow it to flow right out of me so that I can be actively in freedom. It's a challenging experience. Sometimes it takes a little longer to get some things out of the way and some things that unravel before me are unexpected, right? So I got to just dodge, bob, weave and flow. Mm. Like a boxer, like a bee, like the river, like the ocean, just life. Oh, that that was actually a better way of, of saying it. I, I love your mindset, Jeanette, because I went to boxing, which is a fight. You went to nature, which flows perfectly with the cosmos, right? And so you, that shows this is embedded within your consciousness, right? Because you took what you did and you being very aware. Uh, just decided to flow with nature because nature always flows perfectly and aligns perfectly with your life if you allow it to. And, you know, I, I also box and I've oh. always been a fighter, right? So okay. <laughs> I came into this world fighting. I was actually having a whole conversation about this earlier today about telling my story and the resistance that I've been facing with telling my story because I feel like it's overwhelming. And I activate from boxing and fighting and trying to have that will to survive and finding the balance between the fighter and the nature, which is why it was easy to just start with the bob and weaving, which was my initial go-to, right? Because of the boxing and the fighting, but because of where I'm at, I also appreciate the way nature, nature and the universe flows. So it's, it's mending the human and the spiritual as one. Isn't that a beautiful experience? So, so now let's, let's dig into that some let's dig into that some it hu humankind mankind 
is the only organism within the cosmos that will willfully fight against the perfect order of the organism that does that, that we're aware of. How in your mind to stop fighting nature and to start flowing with nature? Right. It's, it's a interesting thing because I don't think anybody's really aware that they're fighting against nature until you feel the resistance or you kind of say, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't working, right? Give us an but example. even if you look at nature, mm-hmm. uh, let's take a, a river flowing down uh, a hill or a wall. There are rocks and obstacles in that river. There's uh, rocks, twigs, trees, fish, right? All of that is in the river. Does the river stop flowing? No, it doesn't stop flowing. Do the rocks get up and move? No, unless somebody comes and picks them up or the current is so strong, it pushes it out of the way. Mm. I think I realized this when I was watching a river and just watching how the river flows and it adjusts to everything that's in the path. Sometimes it moves it, sometimes it goes over it. And that's just life, right? Like it just depends on how you are going to deal with what comes in front of you. Bob, weave, duck, hit. It's like goes right back to the boxer. It does go back to the boxer. So what life experience, besides looking at the river, so let's let's remove yourself from nature. Let's plant yourself firmly within the city of New York where you are uh, pounding the concrete jungle. How have mm. you applied that to your life around people? Oh, oh my God, every day. I there, It's a constant thing, right? Whether... You know, my my day job, I actually work outside going to store to store. I I work for the lottery during the day and I see, I don't know, hundreds of people every day, different nationalities, different races, different economic backgrounds. And, you know, when I walk into some of these stores, I can walk in and there could be a heightened conflict going on how do I handle that right like am I going to go in and diffuse the situation am I going to ignore the situation you know I've I've seen a lot of crazy things in New York mm-hmm. and sometimes I got to know when to shut up and walk out and sometimes I, I can bring in my energy my charm my personality and be like come on guys is, is it really that serious or if someone approaches me and comes at me with a negative mindset or, or insults me. Right. Right. I have to choose right then and there. Like, am I going to respond in defense? Is that wise for me right now? Am I going to get into a higher confliction with these people? Is this going to create me getting hurt? Can I use this as a teaching moment? It's, it's literally a moment to moment day to day reality for me um i actually was born from a family where love and nature and support and being treated with kindness was not part of the mix okay and um you know just to keep it real brief and short I i was raised by a mom who didn't have a nurturing bone in her body 
There was no hugs, no love. I was actually just telling the story today. At four years old, I got up and ran out, ran out of my house. I ran away, wrote a letter when I couldn't write. I just knew I was writing in my mind. Wrote a letter, walked out the door with a little book bag on my shoulder, turned the corner and looked up and said, oh my God, what am I going to do right now? This is too big for me. And went right back inside the house, tore up the letter and just continued to play while my mom didn't even know I was gone. But that little girl in me at four years old already knew that I was living in a life of injustice, that I was already in a situation that was not healthy for me. But what four-year-old is already figuring that out, you know? Right. So I've already came with the boxing gloves on, I guess, so to speak, Uh and had to take a lot of my negative experiences and find the positive within them to build resiliency, to build strength, confidence, self-love, because I wasn't going to get it from anywhere else. Right. So, so let's fast forward to the present. I know that you are working on a screenplay. I want you to tell folks about that. And what resistance, if any, have you had to getting your screenplay um, actually put into production or, or uh, produced? Wow. I literally was having this conversation 9 a.m. this morning about wanting to give it up and being like I felt like I was being defeated at this point. I wrote this project oh, about 10 years ago, and I was just inspired because at the time I worked with a dance company and I was managing them, and I wanted to figure out how I can get us to India to perform. And I said to myself, I've never seen a story where Latinos and Indians were the main characters. I wanted to create my new version of West Side Story. Okay. But Bollywood meets salsa. And I wrote this play, screenplay, not knowing how to write a script, just being inspired by West Side Story and the people in the neighborhood that I was dealing with on a daily day basis. And our cultures, I just wanted to see it. And buckled down, wrote it, rewrote it, wrote it again, and figured out how to submit it to contests. And I did, and at that time, ironically, um, I was working with um, characters or actors, right? Actors that are in the Heights, the play. Okay. In the Heights, the play just closed. And um, at the time I was working with um, Seth and Christopher Jackson and Tenille Jimenez and all these actors that just came out in the movie that I just saw yesterday. And they were helping me push my project forward, playing some of these roles in the trailer. And I was blessed to, to work with these, these amazing, talented people early on before In the Heights became a movie. Now, when you say Seth, you mean uh, Seth Rogen? No. Seth uh, what's Seth? I forgot Seth's last name. He's, he's in Hamilton, and he's in, in the movie, does a cameo in The Heights, and Christopher Jackson was someone else I was working with. He played Benny in The Heights, and George Washington in Hamilton. Okay, okay. Um, these people were people that I was working with at the time. So when I pitched this screenplay... 
I was consistently rejected being told that there were not enough Latin and Indian actors to be able to hold a film that they could invest in. And I kept been telling no, 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 there's Hollywood won't support it. I was too ambitious. Um, I was, this wasn't going to ever get made. And I submitted it to contest and actually won a couple. And some of the feedback was, you know, this should be made. This is, this is a story that is powerful and impactful. And it's a new version of, of Romeo and Juliet West Side Story. We haven't seen this. So in one hand, I'm getting positive feedback. And on the other hand, I'm not seeing the results. Mm-hmm. And um, I put it down a couple of times, went back, rewrote it, readjusted it, made it more powerful, changed the title. Now it's called Sidewalk Profits. Had an opportunity to meet with Debbie Allen, who gave me notes. And that the notes that she gave me when it was in the very beginning stages was so influential. I I changed the whole story after that conversation, showing me that I had to go deeper and deeper, reveal Mm. what these characters were really struggling through. And I did. And I still got told no. Mm. And... I actually was working at Madison Square Garden and it was before the Knicks were playing and the garden was empty and Spike Lee was sitting in his chair. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know what? This is an opportunity. Let me take it. And I sat down and I told him what I was going through. And he said, don't give up. Repitch it. Hollywood wants diversity now. This is a good story. Don't give up. So I went back to the drawer, rewrote it, pitched it again. And have since it consistently been pitching it. And the most recent pitch I got was uh, the response was again, great passion, great story. This story has got to be told. But did you see In the Heights? Do you know about In the Heights? And I was like, man, <laughs> do I know about In the Heights? I watched In the Heights get told no for 10 years before they got made and just released this weekend. I heard about Lin Manuel's struggle directly from the cast. Hamilton put him above everything else and he's been able to make it. Who am I? Right. Right. And then you're going to tell me, do I know about it? Man, I'm living it. These people, I know this story inside and out, but my story is not in the Heights. It's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. It's Bollywood meets salsa. It's the story of an Indian Sikh spoken word poet who can't take being rejected and his own identity and cannot find a way to be heard that he's inspired by a Latina street artist and he starts writing his poems on the walls through New York City and she responds by drawing art around it and they both find a way to connect and stand up for what they love and social justice and fight for who they want to be. It's a completely different story. A, that sounds like a beautiful story. And I'm still getting told no. And after seeing In the Heights last night, I came home defeat telling my friends this morning I was like I I feel defeated I don't think anybody's going to want to make my movie now because they're they're going to either want to see the next in the heights or it's too late and they're trying to tell me look maybe this will propel it and I just think I've been exhausted with the constant rejection and having to pick myself up Mm -hmm. and um and here we are talking about it again and I know I won't give it up because it's it's written inside of me to release it. How it gets released, it's going to be a beautiful story to tell when it happens.
I, I'm inspired. <laughs> I, I, I am. I actually love just the art of what you just described. That is a beautiful synopsis. You just gave a great elevator pitch. I think um, very impromptu uh, for anybody that's listening that has the ability to uh, part the Red Sea for Jeanette, give her a helping hand and share this with a friend because I want to see this movie. Uh, where, even if, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Manuel got, Lynn Manuel got released on uh, cinema, let's get her on Netflix or Amazon Prime or, you know, uh, Hulu or something because this is a great story uh, from a great heart and a great person. So I'm just going to put that out there and let the universe take care of the rest. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And it, it's a story that people will relate to, right? It's like, like we're talking about the challenges of every day of getting up and who are you? How do you stay free? How do you stay free when you feel shackled to society? How do you stay free when you got to go apply for a job and they're already deciding not to hire you based on your name? Yeah. How do you stay free when you're living paycheck to paycheck? And if you don't, make that rent you can lose your home how do you stay free when you're in a pandemic yeah and you don't even know if your family member is going to make it like how do you stay free when you have to wear a mask you can't even breathe we can go on and on and on right yeah it goes right back to what you were saying is finding the freedom within and unraveling it moment to moment i think it becomes overwhelming if you look at it from the big picture and i think that's been my lesson all day today so the timing on this is just how beautiful the universe works here we are talking and it's literally a piggyback of what i started at 9 a.m <laughs> who knew uh who, no by me i didn't know <laughs> who knew and we were supposed to start with three hours ago and uh but you know the universe's timing is perfect and uh hopefully this uh, in addition to the catharsis that you received earlier, hopefully this just, you know, changes the energy a little bit and uh, Absolutely. You know, frees some things up for you. Uh, so, um, Jeanette, let, let's, let's glide into this because you just told a very beautiful synopsis of your uh, screenplay that will be produced. I want people to hear your voice. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pretend like I hit the pause button here and edit this. But uh, did you get a chance to just kind of refresh your memory on 22, entry 22, or do you just kind of remember 22? Because let's talk about that. I would just love to hear your perspective about the last entry of Mind of the Prophet, The Diary of the Curious Mind, Volume 2. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I refreshed my memory, and it's the I am, right? Yeah, the I, I am. am. And, and it actually goes right back to the beginning of what we've been talking about, you know? You can either say, I am worthless, I am broken, I am never going to make it i am or the power of that i am you're giving yourself that label you're giving that that you're you're giving away your guard your god source energy and that power of the i am that's everything god and the bible spirituality and every level it always says I am that I am. I am who I am. I am. I am powerful. I am free. I am wealthy. I am abundant. I am creative. I am loved. I am source, right? Look at the power between the negative way of putting it together and the positive way to together. You're giving yourself a 
not just a label, but a source energy, the I am. The infinite power of the Alpha and the Omega comes and starts with the I am. I mean, like, yes, it does. Um, you know, I don't even know how to follow that, but let's just let's just let's put some form around it. When you say that, this is what I've learned about God or the universe is, you know, you know, you and I both call him or her. God is really asexual. God is not uh, uh, attributed to any sex. We just say he because that's just how he's been talked about. Um, when you speak those words out, this is like I see the universe in a very binary way. I see the power of life and death is literally within your tongue and the things that you affirm over yourself, whether they be positive or negative, will happen in your lifetime, which is what you just eloquently expressed. And in the Bible, it says in the, in the book of Joshua, uh, God does not choose a side. God doesn't choose a side. So what does that mean? It means that uh, in addition to many other things, it also means what words you let escape your lips are destined to manifest in your life, point blank, period. It's going to happen. And grace, which is a, a Christian concept, um, and, it, and it's very present in all forms of life, grace is delay, the delay of the manifestation of the death you've spoken over yourself. And so mm. the, more that you, the, the more that you attune your, your words to life, it's not that you don't need grace, but now grace can really be unmerited favor, not just saving you from yourself because you've spoken all these terrible things over yourself that turn out to be facts and circumstances within your life. And so grace to once you get over yourself and speak better over yourself, then you will see more easily uh, the manifestation of favor within your life because now you're affirming all the things that you want to happen to yourself. And, and a bit further... Um, what I've also learned is this, and you understand this because you're, you're very into with nature. Nature responds to you as you are once you leave the house. Mm -hmm. when, you walk, when you walk outside, um, just, just know that you can almost consider yourself your own center of the universe, and you're going to be attracting uh, the energy uh, that most radiates from your heart. And so if you have a spirit of abundance that rests you know, firmly within your heart or joy or peace or whatever it may be that's positive, that's radiating from within, you will see the universe respond in kind and provide those things to you in time. And, and, and what I found is that once God knows that you've made your mind up, that's, that that's all you will accept uh, from the universe, then that's all the universe will start to pour into your life. And uh, it will start to block the things that you're not radiating. And so um I, I've learned that with the power I am because I say the Ibrahim affirmation on a regular basis. Uh, are you aware of that affirmation on my blog? I think I've sent it to you before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's worked. That that affirmation has, uh, and for anybody that hasn't listened, it's on themindoftheprophet.com. Uh, it's plastered all over my social media, whether it be Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, or whatever, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm all over the place. Um, but I've seen that affirmation do wonderful things like uh, help with addiction. I've seen mm -hmm. it help people find jobs. I've seen it help people overcome anxiety and depression. I've seen it help people find love. And I'm studying the effects of how this very scientifically written affirmation are is really changing people's lives because in a part of the affirmation it says I'm attracting certain types of energy. It also says I'm repelling certain types of energy. And what I've had to tell people because they started to see 
almost immediately upon, you know, them being able to recognize how difficult life was becoming, I would tell them, if the doors are closing, those are not doors for you to go through if you've been saying the affirmation. The affirmation asks very specifically to repel certain things from your life that are not going to help you live your wildest dreams, that are not going to help you manifest your most divine talents. And so as they yielded to that process of having those doors closed, they're understanding that creation is twofold. Creation is also destruction. It's happening simultaneously. And if your mindset is focused on what's burning, you'll turn into Lot's wife and you'll turn into a pillar of salt. But if you focus on what God is creating through that creative fire, you will see beautiful things emerge, you know, uh, and you'll be able to focus more attention on the life that's being uh, created, the life that's growing from the ground in your life. Does it make sense? Absolutely. And here's the other thing to that. Believe that as you raise your vibrational energy and your awareness and your consciousness and your enlightenment, believe you will be tested with the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you can say you want to repel it and you want to not experience something, but in order for you to know what you need to repel or experience or not experience, it's got to show up. And free will will be free will will be testing you. And but that is the that goes right back to the alpha and the omega, the duality, the 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 light versus dark, the energetic spectrum, right? So you can say, Oh, this isn't working for me, and then it's gonna show you evidence of how it's working, and then it's gonna show you evidence on how it won't work, so that you can make the decision to keep rising up. But the higher you go the stronger the tests. That is correct. Absolutely right. You, you, you phrase that again, very beautiful. You're very wise. You're such, you're such a wise person. Uh, and I always Thank love you. talking to you because I don't feel like a weirdo uh, as much when I sit mm-hmm. down with somebody that really uh, spends time uh, try, just trying to understand the mechanics of life, you know, just really resting within the perfect order of the cosmos and nature and just seeing really allow yourself to go through that experience how it is it can be sometimes very trying how how i've taught it to people is i've taught it to people is you know you could have an idea in mind and you'll just label that endpoint uh z the letter z and what the universe will do until it knows for sure that it will parade a to see if you will be tempted by anything other than the thing it is that you really want, you know? And until you make up your mind, the universe uh, is gonna just keep sending you those things until you make a decision on what it is. And once it once it knows uh, for sure, and it will only know for sure when you know for sure, then they'll stop. Now the right. universe is not gonna waste the energy, right? The universe is efficient. The universe likes, to, likes for energy to flow and so once he realizes that you be tested by you're going to waste of time uh and the universe right. is all about expansion and progress right and then it'll show up for the next level that you want right that's it it's just exactly. part of growing you got to think of it as a ladder like every step you're taking on the ladder to rise up to your pure self right your pure light self your pure connected energetic self so it's like starting at first grade. What you knew in first grade, you didn't know in kindergarten. And what you know in college, you're not going to know when you 
are, you know, whether you're starting as a bachelor's, you go into a master's, right? This is life. Life is like a video game too, right? Like you got to keep going through all the levels until you reach the end. Right. It's it. There's a constant learning cycle until death. And that's what the soul came here to do and prepare and learn. And that goes right back to the I am. I am that I am and all that I am. Yes. And if people would, so, so part of what I've been learning, and this is not to be uh, blasphemous towards any religion, I think uh, uh, Islam really pulls this out because it talks frequently about the dead resurrection. The, 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 the Quran also is God speaking in first person. Uh, mm-hmm. to the and it's recorded in first person. So the Bible is more of a third person experience of uh of someone's experience of walking with god okay that's the distinction i want to make it's uh the 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 quran is god speaking about himself in first person so you get a much deeper understanding of his character how god you know i don't want to reduce it to saying process information but how he basically causes and affects some things like the very cause and effect way uh that god likes to operate because again Mm -hmm. uh, he's very efficient if you allow him to be in your life and um what I've come to realize is you're very right when you say that your soul is just going to be revolving through eternity until you hit that, you know, until you reach your most divine nature, till you reach your most divine potential. And I think that the great man that we, you know, the great men that are talked about in spirituality throughout time uh, have realized that point. Uh, you know, you can use Buddha, you can use mm-hmm. Christ, you know, you can use other folks that have come uh, to this principle uh, that you're just going to keep doing this. Everybody has potential everybody has uh like i call it a zero frequency like that, that is your, yeah your original frequency right the original frequency of when god formed you in the womb this is what he intended you to be so that's your zero frequency that's what i've labeled it and when you're on that zero frequency uh now your soul is burst open your heart is burst open your creativity is burst open and you may not be healing people by touching them uh like like prophet jesus did you just may be able to heal the world in the way that you were divinely created to walk this earth. And you still have the same ability to heal, but it is not somebody else's walk that you're walking out. You're walking out your very own unique life experience that only you can do, that only your soul can do because God created you to perform a very specific task before he allows your soul to rest. And we all came here with the same everybody. And the goal is to go back to that zero frequency. If you can operate from that zero frequency, it's very quick to catch the unraveling like I just did earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I can sense right away when something doesn't sound right or feel right or, or you know, positive or negative. Feelings are an illusion. They're just a scale. That's all it is. It's just a scale for you to navigate through. And the thing is, is that feelings cannot be the derivative of how you live your life. They cannot be the end all be all because in one minute you can feel one thing and the next minute you can feel something completely different. You can go to zero to 60 instantly, right? That's as an actor, that's one of our biggest tools to be able to tap into emotions on the spot and know how to navigate through those emotions and then let them go. That's the the whole point of being a a walking human being, knowing that, hey, what I'm feeling right now is just a temporary thing. I'm not going to hold on to this. I am not my feelings, 
right? There goes that I am again. If you can get from, a, if you can find the way to back, be back at that zero frequency in that balance, you can navigate quickly and, and see what's vibrating right and what's not and how to shift your language to be able to match it up, to go right back to that I am affirmations. So I want to transition to something else because I, I want to yep. I want to make this uh, fun because uh, we've 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 gotten deep and so just know viewers I, I keep saying viewers because I see myself on television listeners mm -hmm. um, that this will not be the last time that that you hear from Jeanette because she has so much wisdom to share she's also starting a new venture so talk about that briefly Jeanette about um, I'm sorry, you just texted me something beforehand and I, I should have written it down, but I didn't. I don't want to get out of the podcast app. Tell us what you're working about with uh, Where's the Course. Um, so I'm developing an online course on forgiveness. And it's a 40-day course that I started when I went through the 40-day the Lenten Catholic time period. But it's not really about the Lent it was about the 40 days and how it can take 40 days to master. And I don't want to say master. Master is not the right word. Let's talk about the transformation and being able to learn how to forgive and let go. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a particular person or events and yeah. that whole process and the yeah. depth of forgiveness, because at the end of the day, it goes back to creating that zero balance for within you. The forgiveness is not to forgive outwardly. It's about forgiving yourself. Yes. Um, so that's a course that I'm going to be releasing soon. I'll be doing more of these conversations, uh, podcasts of myself and videos that I'll be posting on YouTube under spiritual Mavericks and souls United on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and souls United or spiritual Mavericks. Stay tuned for that. Um, building a teaching platform to help people ex understand exactly what we've been talking about, right? And how to yeah. be who you are and what you want to do and find your passion and your purpose and elevate to complete your soul's mission. Yeah. Um, and also those who are struggling with their psychic abilities and spiritual abilities, how do you harness that and merge being a human and your spiritual side as one and survive in this planet and then yeah. be outwardly serving. So those are the things that yeah. I'm in the development aside from my creative projects as an actor and a writer, I'm going to be serving more people. I love that. I, I actually love that a little bit. I actually, I love that a lot of bit. And, and uh, what I, what I'll say is that will, what, what that will also free people to do is I think because the way that God has been preached, how the universe has been confined in religion there's just an outpouring of folks that really are thirsty. You know, there, there's a thirst to understand God more for an expansive view of who the universe is. Um, how can I best operate and understand God's character, not just through the religions of the world, but just ancient cultures of the world. People just want to know God better. And I think a lot of people are embarrassed to say that because it goes against how they were raised. And so mm -hmm. I think your course will uh, also help people to not be ashamed of the fact that they really want to see more out of God. I don't think that's a, a bad thing to ask. Uh, you know, God spun out the universe and the universe is diverse and expansive and infinite. And so if you just really have the courage to go to God with whatever it is your heart's desire is and your imagination is, 
And if you start that process by wanting to know God better, wanting to know your zero frequency better, and not be ashamed of it, you know, not be ashamed or afraid of your zero frequency, like that just changes your life. And and it doesn't have to be hard, right? Like I think, you know, from my own experience, I hear a lot of people, powerful spiritual teachers, pastors, you know, I love to hear and listen to T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick and Tony Robbins and... Abraham Hicks, you know, I I listen to everybody because I learn from everyone and every conversation that I have with every individual, it's a learning experience. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me. It's an exchange, but it doesn't need to be hard. You know, my relationship with God isn't structured. And, you know, as someone who was raised Catholic, eventually I stopped feeling like I needed to be robotic, right? Like stand, kneel, pray, say this word here, insert prayer here, stand, kneel, pray, right? Nah, that doesn't work for me. And and I don't think it works for a lot of people. My relationship with God is a conversation just like this. I tell yeah. God, hey, man, this is what I'm going through. And I talk to him just like this. I talk yeah. to God like, he's, like I have God standing right in front of me. And I know God hears me. because I see the evidence of that show up in my life. Yeah. Prayer doesn't have to be difficult. It's just a conversation. That's all it is. And and it's a conversation that you're really having all day. You know, and then if you, if you would just imagine God walking with you all day as someone there by your side to help you through whatever crossroads intersection of life you're at, he'll show up and he will answer and, um, that it, it, it's just mind blowing when you really release yourself to that thought of him standing right next to you, helping you through the problem, helping you through the problem. And so that that so let's 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 lead into the to a new segment, right? I came up with this in meditation earlier. I came up with this in meditation earlier. It's called the Prophet Mindbender. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. excited about because it. it's called the Prophet Mindbender. All right, so you know, I sit in meditation. I ask God the most ridiculous questions. That's what I do on a daily basis, and uh, I've also gotten an interest into quantum physics and the observer effect. And I've been, you know, just talking to God about that and philosophy and what, you know, whatnot. So this this idea, uh, this question came to me earlier. So I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it, and then I'm gonna ask the question. All right, get ready for this because I I really would love to hear how your mind processes this question. All right, then Joshua also. And I don't know if you're familiar with Joshua's. I'm just going to give basic information. Uh, this is also for listeners who may not be familiar with Joshua in the Bible. Um, God told Joshua in one of his moments of doubt hmm. that I knew you when you were formed in the womb. Okay. And so that should, you know, provoke the rational thinker to ask God, you know, who did you know me to be when I was formed in the womb? And then also that should provoke a rational thinker to understand that once you ask God that question, he's going to parade that in front of your life. Okay. So that's, that's all background information, but now taking it and reducing it to this very literal way, God had a form for a very specific soul uh, that can only carry out one task uh, that is spiritually, you know, created for them. How would your life change if you ask God to send the form of a person into your life that you have great reverence for. So let's just say Buddha, right? Let's use Buddha as an example, or let's use anybody that inspires you. Um, And you ask God, can you send the form of that person in a man so I can have their company or their conversation? How does that change how you live life? If you knew that you could ask God to send 
just the form or the energy of a person through a man. Uh, and that man would show up with that uh, as much as they could have that divine form. How does that, how does that free you when you're asking questions about the people that God allowed into your life? <laughs> I laugh because um, I always ask that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Say that you're the first, you're the perfect person for the mind bender. So let's go. What do you got, man? Talk to me. I used to be like, can you send me a messenger? Can you send me a teacher? Can you send me Jesus? Can you send me this one? Can you send me that one? I want to have, and then I would be like, you know what? How about you just show up? Let's, yeah. I want to see your face. I want to talk to you, God. Show up. Yeah. I want to have a conversation yeah. with you. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Stop hiding. Okay. And, now, and then I would get experiences. Up. I would yeah. get experiences and I would learn from them. And sometimes we would have arguments. Sometimes we would have conflicted arguments. And then I would walk away and I'm like, ooh. I learned this. And sometimes, you know, it would be a a conversation in the park and I would just look at somebody and I was like, I'm going to have a conversation with this person. Here we go. And then I would have this whole conversation with this person. I live my life like that. So so my life is a constant adventure. Yeah. In in, in, in that a fun way to live. So give give us an example of like maybe your best experience where you ask God, you really needed God to show up or, you know, somebody's form to show up in God's name to help you through a situation. Like tell tell me one of your best experiences of that actually happening in your, in your life. <laughs> so when I first, I don't want to call it an awakening because it wasn't an awakening. It's like a knockout. Um, I wasn't ready for it, but I, um, I was working at the lottery. Like I said, I worked at the lottery and I was in a store and, uh, a random man walked in and he goes to me, when was the last time you spoke to your father? And I just looked at him and I was like, excuse me, you talking to me? He's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. When was the last time you spoke to your father? And I was like, I don't speak to my father. I haven't seen my father in who knows how many years. And he was like, well, why don't you talk to him? And I was like, because I don't know where he is. He's like, how are you going to tell me you don't know where your father is? You know exactly where your father is. And we're arguing. And I was like, sir, I don't know where my father is. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen this man in over 30 years. So then he goes, he proceeds. Now, at this time, I'm receiving a lot of messages that I didn't understand why I was receiving them. And Mm. I was on this really fine line of am I going crazy because I'm hearing myself receive these messages and Uh, random experiences were happening right so at that time I kept hearing you need a bath you need a bath you need a bath and I'm like I take a bath every day like what what are you talking about right so then the man goes from you need a bath and I just looked at that man and I said okay sir can you step outside because now you just said something that triggered me (laughs) yeah and I stepped outside and I had this whole conversation with this man. And I said, start explaining, because how would you know about the bath? And he was like, you need a bath. You know what you're talking about. You know what you've been hearing. You need to get the bath and you need to get it done. And he meant a spiritual bath. Yeah. And then when he met my father, he met God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he proceeded to tell me 
something that I always knew as a little child, which was you have a mission, you have a very big, important mission, and you have to climb to the top of the ladder, and you can't let anything stop you from getting to the top of the ladder. And I'm looking at this man like, where did you come from? Why are you telling all these things to me? And why does this all make sense? And he kept saying, you know, you already know you have the answer. You know, you just got to do it. Don't give up. And then at the end of a 30 minute conversation, I said, can I ask who you are? He goes, I'm your guardian angel. Come on. And he walked away. Come on. That was 16, 16 years ago. I love it. I love it. What what a great what a great way to introduce uh, the mom bitter segment. You, I didn't know what to expect as far as an answer, but if 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 you could possibly say that you nailed when you did it because you've lived the experience, you know exactly mm-hmm. what that feels like, right? And I have my own experiences, and I'll I'll I won't share those on the show. Uh, well, not this show because I want to keep it keep us within a certain amount of time. But that was that was awesome, and I, I want viewers uh, viewers. I keep saying viewers. Somebody put me on TV. Um, I That's because we should have been visually recording this too. Next one, we'll do yeah, a next, vlog. Next we'll do that. Yeah, the next one we'll do that. The next one for sure. Um, but I will. I will actually challenge the listeners to do that. Ask God to send the form of someone in your life, and just watch how that person shows up. Now, just train your awareness uh, to be able to receive the person as they come, because they're going to come in different clothes than what you're expecting. One hundred percent. Yeah, you just. They will be. In- you know, yes. and I just want to flip it on you for a second because then yeah. I became that messenger, right? I was in I was in church and now after that experience I've already started to unravel and and I kept going to church because that was my place to of peace to be able to communicate freely. Mm-hmm. And I was just in prayer and then I heard somebody cough. And I was like, Okay. And something said, follow the cough, right? And I wasn't mm-hmm. looking. I wasn't looking in the church. Mm-hmm. So he coughed again. And by the time I was done following the cough, I was sitting right in front of the person. Mm-hmm. And he looked up and he looked at me and I was like, hi. And he was like, hi. I said, so you want to talk? And he was like, no. And I said, yes, you do. And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, you really do. You just asked to be spoken to. And I'm sitting here to talk to you now. And he was like, wait a minute. And he looked at Jesus on the cross. And then he looked back at me and he looked at Jesus and he looked at back to me. He was like, I literally just asked Jesus to speak to me. And I was like, well, he sent me. So what's the problem? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. And he was like, no, this can't be really happening. And I'm yeah. like, it's, it's really happening. What, how can I help you? What do you want to talk about? And the man just started crying. And um, at that time, he was looking for a job. And and I told him, okay, so this is what you're going to do. And I gave him a list of instructions of where to go and how to find a job. And I said, if you don't find one, by the time I see you again, I'll have one ready for you. Uh And he was like, this is impossible. And I was like, it's not. So then he said to me, I said to him, well, can you do me a favor now? Can you tell me what you see when you see me? Yeah. Oh, man. And he was like, you're not going to believe me. And I said, oh, trust me. With the stuff that I go through, I believe everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that's going to cra- you know, th- make me think you're crazy. Yeah. And he was like, I just, 
He's like, I just see light. I only see light coming off of you. Mm-hmm. And then he just said, thank you. And I said, no, thank you. How beautiful. Yeah. How, how beautiful. Um, wow. So, so it was a return, yeah. right? Like somebody yeah. was their guardian. Somebody sent me a guardian angel and then I became that person for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? And, and, and so, man, you, I, I'm just, you just sent me over the moon uh, with that one. I actually talked about that in a previous episode called Destroying the Myth of Coincidences uh, because I started having very similar experiences where complete strangers were telling me my private thoughts. They were telling me, you know, they were erupting, you know, they were, they were things that I was guilty, felt guilty about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coming from the lips of strangers, they were talking about their own experiences, mind you. They weren't specifically saying, Hey, I came here to help you. But if it, it was, it was like I was looking at myself, it just clothed in a different way. And it didn't matter what nationality they were. But that was a real experience that I had for several weeks. And I, you know, I go through periods like that the more that I interact with people now. But when it first started happening, just like you, I thought I was losing my mind. Like, is this really happening to me? What is going on? Because it it's like your perception of reality in a very, you know, pronounced way just changes abruptly sometimes all of a sudden. And now you're trying to adjust to this new consciousness that you have, this new awareness that you have. And, you know, at some point in time, you just need that help. Uh, and so I started asking for the help of certain people to come up and, you know, show up and help me through very challenging life situations. And I feel like I get those answers very much so. Um, and, and, and even now for me, it's not some. I get those answers in meditation very clearly here by the people that I need guidance from give me wisdom to keep going. And so um, I'm glad that you have very beautifully expressed that in the way that you're walking the earth. Not only did you receive a messenger, you were one. God loves reciprocity. He loves polarity. And uh, the way that you paid that forward, man, just just know that because you paid it forward and you were obedient in that moment, whatever you need, like God is not going to waste a moment like that to bless somebody else for you to be empty handed. You know, and, and I know that you're you know, not just out here looking for the money, but the thing that you were sent here to do because you would yield to something so simple as go talk to this man, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's, that is certain. Uh, and because I understand faith. and You had to, to yield to that voice and be a complete uh, and total blessing to another person that you didn't know. That took a lot of courage. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. You know, I don't operate from self, um, especially after all of this that's happened. And I would say that our relationship, right, reading Mind of the Prophet for the first time when that audition came in, I knew right away I wanted to record. I was like, I need to say, I need to submit an audition for this. Like, I didn't hesitate. And and I just, when I read those words, I was like, whoa, that first entry just blew me away. I was like, yes, this is so powerful. I can connect to every single moment. And every time I said, thank you, I was literally saying thank you, right? The power yeah. of the thank you and the gratitude and yeah. the the blessing that I had to be able to say that audition and then be blown away to have the opportunity to voice your innermost messages that were sent through the universe for you to write for the world, right? Yeah. To be able to, to voice that meant so much. And then even as I'm reading those entries, I am still unraveling in the middle of it. I am learning. I'm getting you know, reality, God, little slaps, right, left, like learn this lesson here, you know, learn the story about, um, 
Saul who becomes Paul in the mo in the road to Damascus. And yeah. you know, and I'm it, it it was a beautiful collaboration designed before you and I would have even known that it was designed for us to to create mine of the prophet the way we're creating it. And I am so grateful to be able to have said the words that you wrote down and apply my belief and passion with it. Yeah, it, it radiates through. I knew right away uh, for many reasons. One, I, I found that when it's most perfect, the first person that shows up is the person that's bringing the help. And when I heard your audition, I think I listened to one or two more just because I wanted to be diligent in, you know, my listening, but I'd already made my mind up really after listening to yours. And uh, the gratitude was, was, um, you know, noticeable. It was very tangible in the way that you, I could, I could tell, could tell right away that you connected with the words. You really caught the spirit of how the, the book was written and you do a beautiful job. And so um, <clears throat> I, I don't track sales just because I let my faith do the walking and, and seeing for me. So I don't look at the numbers. I just keep pressing forward. So I don't know how the book is selling right now, but more people need to hear your voice. More people need to hear how the book touched you. And even more so now, you're, you know, walking out your calling uh, in a very courageous way, in a very public way. I'm just excited to to hear from you a month from now to see how the universe has responded to you since the Like, I, I can't wait to actually. Uh, have that conversation with you. All right, so we're going to transition to the last thing, uh, and I like to call audacious goal segment of the podcast. And so I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of my big hairy audacious goal. So get 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 put on your ridiculous because I'm I can be quite ridiculous when I choose to be. Actually, that's my preference is to do <laughs> that. I like to do things that you know people call ratchet. I, I like to stand on tables. Uh, I like to have a, probably too much of a good time when I finally do go outside. Um, so I have, Listen, I, have I used to dance in the middle of traffic while I was waiting on the highways. So I get it. Like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to be stuck in traffic. I'm getting out the car to dance. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have three, I have three big hairy audacious goals. The first one is a serious one. The, the second two are things that I just really want to do just because, and I think the universe will bring them. Number one, number one for me is I want to embarrass every elected official who is ignoring, willfully ignoring parental alienation. So that's goal number one. And I have a hit list of folks that I'm going to let them know how devastating the impacts of parental alienation are upon children and those that are affected by it because it cannot be ignored anymore. Number two, this is a fun one. I want to I wanna smoke weed in my garage with uh, Barack Obama and Wiz Khalifa and record a mixtape. <laughs> I want to do that. I, I want to. I want to just see what those guys would be like. I already know how Wiz is. I don't know about Obama, but I just want to see where his mind goes. Uh, once you know, we put a little uh, Prophet OG in the system. All right, and then uh, the last one. I want to meditate with the Dalai Lama. Ooh, yeah. I want to meditate with the Dalai Lama. I think that would just be an amazing experience. I could just hear all the Tibetan bowls and uh, symbols and anything else that. It, or maybe nothing. He might just sit quietly in nature and we don't listen to anything but the birds talk to us. Whatever that is, I want to sit with him. And uh, I know that uh, that would definitely bless me. And I hope that it is reciprocated in some way because the universe is just that good. Now, what about you? Big, hairy, audacious goals. Oh, and win the lottery. I want to <laughs> win the lottery. So thank you. I didn't know you worked for the lottery. So I'll just say that uh, the universe is telling me my money is coming right away. All right, big, big hairy, audacious goals for Jeanette Biafanye. What are they? Wow. Um, I want to own an island 
And on that island, you can only get to me by a boat or a plane. And when you arrive, we're going to have the most spiritually badass experience you can imagine with a lot of dancing. And I can't dance, so I, I'm gonna, it's just going to be a big party. So I want an island. Um, uh, I guess I should have a a little more realistic goal, which is still out there, but I want to win an Oscar. Okay. For Sidewalk Profits or one of my written projects. Okay. Or as an actor. I want to win an Oscar and I want to me by who do I want me to give me that Oscar? Who, 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 who? You know what? I want Selma Hayek to give me that Oscar. Okay. Um, she fine too. I just respect her as an actress. Um, and then I want to be able to heal all the people that I know that I need to heal and not be afraid of it and let the celebrities know that I worked on them and tell the world. Yeah, I love it. Well, from, from your lips to God's ears, from your lips to the furthermost reaches of the cosmos, and I pray that the light that shines upon you with every step that you take, uh, also radiates from without you and attracts all that you need in this life to achieve all that you just spoke. I am standing in agreement with you, friend. And so uh, just invite me to the Oscar party uh, and I will be the one standing on the couches. I just want to tell you that right now. And I'll be there right with you. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. We'll be standing on the couches together. Uh, I'll be the sexy one. All right, guys, uh, I have to do a shameless plug because we've talked about the, the, the mind of the prophet, the Diary of the Curious Mind, Volume 2. You can uh, download that on Audible. That is uh, our preferred way of downloading because we think Mother Nature is sexy and we don't like y'all cutting down trees. But if you must, you can purchase the paperback uh, on Amazon as well. Amazon, just go ahead and raise that to 250 bucks. So nobody uh, spends money on it unless they're just really donating to Mother Nature. All right. So let's just make that clear because uh, that girl needs relief. And uh, follow the podcast. This will not be the last time that you hear from the one and only uh, Jeanette Villafanye, who is, in my mind, a prophet of God, a messenger from God in her own right. Uh, and I believe that she is going to change the world. I know she's going to change the world. She's already changed my life by the way she narrated, too. She brings beautiful life and a beautiful spirit and beautiful energy. And now that I know that Christ has used her, I know that she brought divine power to the way that those words are spoken. Oh, my goodness. I just caught a lightning bolt. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us both on Instagram. She is Souls United Inc. And what's the other one? Spiritual Magic. Uh, so just, just regular Souls United and Spiritual Mavericks. Stay tuned for that one. Yep, stay tuned. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I am dot. Sam Ibrahim, and I basically have that same moniker all throughout uh, social media. You guys can find me. Uh, you've been great, Jeanette. Audience, you've been great. I know you, you just had a great time. I pray that the Spirit of God troubled your soul, challenged you to uh, ask the universe hard questions so they can help you through the problems of life. And I hope the next time we speak, your life is in a better condition than I found it with this episode. I love you guys. Jeanette, until Thank you time, so much. Friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for setting this up for believing in me for working with me and collaborating with me and thanks for everybody who's listening i hope that we gave you a little bit of light today just a little bit just a little bit all right guys this is ibrahim the host of the mind of the prophet meditation hour signing off good night <laughs>